0: Sounds good.
1: Welcome in, everyone. This is episode 80 of Catfish on Ice. Yes, heard that right. We are at episode 80 of Catfish on Ice. This is Chad Vinton, your host, with Rich Hal. As we go through this, I gotta tell you, Rich, I am going through a little bit of this uh, seasonal blues right now because it gets so oh, dark man. earlier, and I just yeah. this is the time of year where yeah, I kind of gotta like get push the reset button a little bit here because it, it's it's dark at like four thirty in the evening. <laughs> the days get the days get shorter, and there's no preds hockey. I feel like every time we do a new episode, there's no preds hockey, which Dude, makes me sad. The way yeah. the schedule is being laid out, but uh, other than that, I have no complaints. I'm really happy to be here. Happy to have you with me tonight, Rich, for yes. episode eight Always. of Catfish on Ice.
2: Well, if it cheers you up any, well, I don't know if it's going to cheer you up, but it did me. We actually put our Christmas tree up here over the weekend. Okay, nice. Yeah, so we like to get, we like to get the tree up like really hey, early. Hey, that's a that's you a really
1: that's a really fun debate that everyone likes to get in. How early right. do you put the Christmas decorations up? And hey Rich, I'm gonna, Rich, I'm just Rich. I'm just going to tell you right now that is on the early side, right there.
2: I agree. Um, yeah, we we listen to Christmas music in the car too. So, no, oh, okay. we're, we're all about it, man. We're all we're this, ready.
1: Well, this, I gotta say, this past year has completely flown by. We've almost been a full. We've almost been a full year into doing this podcast, which just completely blows my mind.
2: Yeah, I can't believe it. But I we hey. need to figure out when number one hundred is going to hit.
1: When is that? Oh, it's, it, we're going to have to do the math on that one. We'll work yeah, on it's that. It's coming
2: up, coming up. All right.
1: So we don't have a ton of Pred stuff going on right now. We do have some quick hitter topics to get into tonight. But we yep. really want to let our listeners get in on the episode. We'll see if they get in on it. We're, we're streaming live on our YouTube channel right now. We're also on Twitter. We've got Lindsay already in the chat right now saying, Oh, hello. I will be back in a few minutes. I got... I got to watch Iggy get inducted into the hall. See you in a few minutes. Lindsay. thanks for checking in. Lindsay. Absolutely. we love you. You are one of our favorite listeners out there. We don't like to pick favorites, but Lindsay, you're up there. We Definitely. love you. We will see you in a few minutes. She is a diehard David Riddick fan. She's a oh, big-time yeah. Flames fan. She knows her hockey. And Absolutely. I'm pretty sure, Rich, you're playing her in fantasy hockey this week. So uh, I am. Uh, I think you're gonna need a lot of luck this week to man, um, because Lindsay's got, got a good team.
2: I got destroyed last week. Uh, I mean it was bad, real bad. But what we need everybody playing tonight, I think <laughs> I got one person. It's it's
1: playing. it's a pretty it's a pretty slow night for the NHL. I think there's only it like is. two games, only like on. two games going on right now. Let's, uh, let's get into what we plan on getting into tonight. We hope that we can get some of our listeners in on the chat stream tonight on this Monday. We hope your week's off to a good start. Let's let you know what we got in store for you here on Catfish on Ice episode 80. We are keeping an eye on the comments throughout the episode. We are going to talk about, are we in for a little bit of a fool's gold scenario here with the Preds? Are they toying with our hearts? Are they pl- messing around with us? We're fifteen games through the season. We're not even at the quarter mark yet, but wow. the Preds—the Preds—are eight one and one in their last ten games, and even in all of their losses, except for maybe the Winnipeg Jets loss, they have been right there in it to win it till the end. Absolutely. So it—it's only natural to feel a little uh, feel start feeling pretty good about yourself here. So we are going yeah. to get into that. That's going to be our main topic of the night in the opening face-off is, are the Preds dishing us out some fool's gold here? We will get into that. We hope that our listeners will get in on that as well. Give us our, give us their thoughts on that. We are going to also get into Roman Yossi. Oh. I feel like he is playing on an MVP caliber level.
0: Not yeah, just absolutely. a Norris Trophy.
1: Not just on a Norris Trophy level. But on an MVP level, I think he is that vital to this Predators team right now.
0: And that is what
1: the definition of an MVP is, is how important are you to your team? And I feel like he is such an important piece to this team. And so we're going to touch on that as the episode goes on. We're also going to go back and look at some other, historically speaking, we're going to go back and look at some other starts to the Pred season in Preds history as far as hot starts through their first 15 games. And there is some recent memory that might make you a little worried. I'm just going to leave it right there. We were going to say that. We got our buddy Kyle Perkins joining us towards the end of the episode for another edition of Perks Picks. He'll be joining us in about 20 minutes, so stay tuned for that. He's got his picks of the week from Nashville Predators Hockey. I'm sure he's got plenty to give to us. And we will talk about our Fantasy Hockey League, the official Catfish and Ice podcast, Mm -hmm. Fantasy Hockey League. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got to see who's doing well and who's trending down, who's trending up. Rich is rolling his eyes. I think that might not be good for him. We'll see. We'll see. We're presented by DraftKings. Get in on the conversation. Get on YouTube right now. Follow our YouTube channel or get on Twitter if you're watching it right now. Give us your thoughts. As we go through the episode, we want to mm-hmm. hear it. We will read it live on air. We will talk about it. Whatever you want to talk about tonight, we are winging it. We are calling this the anything. Wing It. This is the Wing It episode.
2: Yep. This is anyway. our
1: op- open discussion we can talk about. Just leave out politics and we're good. Oh, All, yeah. right. We <laughs> All right.
2: All right. We,
1: we should put that disclaimer up there. All know
2: right. That
1: Let's get into it with our opening face-off. Are we getting some fool's gold here? It's a pretty basic question. I think it's a fair question. Because the Preds are not – you can't put the Preds in that class of teams who are in it every year and they just figure out a way to do it. The Preds are one of those teams where you just have a hard time trusting them. I know the diehard fans are feeling that way right now. I'm feeling that way a little bit. The national media probably feels that way about the Preds. Do we really want to trust the Preds right now? Or is this a little bit of fool's gold? You got a ten-game sample size right now, where they're eight one and one. Their overtime loss was against a really horrendous Blackhawks team, which puts a little bit of a dark cloud over it. Rich, how do you feel about it? Are you starting to come around? Are you still a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, of a non-believer right now?
2: I am <clears throat> riding the fence at the moment. Um, I want to believe. I really do, with all my heart, want to believe that that this is for real. But there's just something that holds me back. It just seems like when we've been on this uh, roller coaster before, that uh, something's happened and we've been let down. Pretty. You're like the
1: you're uh, like the the old poster of the UFOs in the sky, and it says, "I want to believe." I want to believe. Oh, I do. It's not I really do. only not ufos it's the national predators and so i'm gonna equate ufos the existence of (laughs) ufos to you believing in the national predators being good is that what i'm getting at there i don't know
2: i i really (laughs) want i think they will i think i think things will be good they're playing really well man it would just i don't know what what could happen to derail them um Whoa. We saw him, we saw play good against the Blues. That was a tough game. They wound up beating them. Um, they've they've beaten some some good teams. There's some obviously good teams coming out. Um, you know, you take away that Winnipeg loss and then that goofy Chicago loss, and it's you know, I would if the, if they had beaten Chicago and maybe like done
1: a little better, I would I would have. Here here's what I gotta say about it. I don't think there's anything the Predators can do right now to make people believe in them any more than what they're already doing. The book is almost already written on the Predators until they magically just keep winning. That's really what it's going to take. It's going to take the season progressing. It's going to take longevity. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are like, look, we're 15 games through the season. And this is going to be a really good segue into our next topic here. But a lot of your fans who have been following this team since the beginning, They've seen this song and dance a million times. The Preds go on these streaks where they just look unstoppable. That's a big reason why they've made the playoffs seven straight seasons. Yeah, is because they do go on these long stretches where they look unstoppable. And yeah. that's what they're doing right now. They look great. They've got their top high-paid players producing. Matt Duchesne, Roman Yossi, Roman Ryan Johansson, Yossi. Mikhail Granlund, they're yep. doing all this with Phil Forsberg out of the lineup. So they're they're doing a lot of great things that they deserve credit for. But it's still 15 games into the season and we we've, we've also seen the predators out of nowhere just go backwards and go on a six-game losing streak, a four-game losing streak or lose to really bad teams and that's what we're afraid of. That's what I'm afraid of. But they've got my hopes up. I will tell you that because their brand of hockey has been very, very exciting to watch. They have not been winning games. Like, they've been entertaining. And Rob Reese came on our podcast in episode 79 of NHL Network and uh, fantasy hockey analyst for NHL.com. He came on the podcast in episode 79 and talked about it as well. The Predators put an entertaining product on the ice, even if you're not a fan of them. That's what's got my hopes up about them, is they are an entertaining team to watch.
2: They are. You know You know that they're, they're not going to quit no matter what. Um, you, you, you're you seeing a lot more um, chippiness from them, I guess. There's usually a fight every every game Uh, we've been seeing that a lot and I think that is you know sets the tone um yeah it it is entertaining it's very entertaining to watch you know you're nine times out of ten you're going to get a really good performance out of UC Soros um you're you're you know Matt Duchesne scored a goal again he's on like a huge uh streak um I think he's like for the past 10 games he's like ranked second in the NHL for points Mm -hmm. um yeah you you just know what you're going to get with them, you know, they they are entertaining like you said and they're just it's fun to watch. We're we're in a good we're in a good spot right now. Um, but like you alluded to, we've been in this spot before. So We're uh, we we've got our
1: hearts dangling out there. I equate it to Absolutely. when you're dating a, I equate it to when you're dating a girl and you're you're starting to really like her and you're feeling like you you're getting somewhere but you're just not entirely sure and then she just Ghost you and stops calling you back. Yeah, that's what no, the Preds maybe it's are. Not that's, that bad yet.
2: That's what, the Pre, like-
1: that's what the Preds are to me right now. Like they're that girl that I'm starting to like. I'm dating her. We've been out on a few dates. She's getting my heart. She's tugging my heartstrings. And I'm like, I really like this girl. And then. The next day for no for no reason at all, she ghosts me and she doesn't reply to my text messages anymore.
2: Maybe it's not that bad. Maybe, I, maybe I, just gave, I just
1: gave a, I just gave just gave a window into my dating life to all my uh to all the listeners. <laughs> here. So, listener. uh, welcome in it, there.
2: I think it's more like it's more like you, you like this girl and you're you're hanging out and everything seems to be going good and you're at dinner and you just happen to catch some guy texting her on your phone. Oh, that's what, what the Prats are? You're you're kind of you're kind of like you're kind of like "Mm, this could go good or bad. Wait a minute. It might be be your brother. It might be your brother.
1: So the wait. wait. So the pres are the equivalent to a girl that's that you're that you're into, but she's dating not just you, but another guy too. No, no, you don't know. She's no. Okay, all right. That's fair. That's fair. I like that. I actually like that analogy.
2: It could be bad. It could be her. All right. Maybe that's where we're at
1: right now. That we need to, we need to get to like the 30 or 40 game mark where the preds are still playing this way and that's I when the so. Pre- that's when the preds become that dateable girl where you're like okay I'm ready for you to come over and meet the parents I'm ready for you to you go. I, we're going somewhere so we got to get to that 30 <laughs> or 40 game mark we're only at the 15 game mark right now that's it's actually so a, that's a very fair assessment
0: mm-hmm. all right I love that a lot that's
1: a perfect segue into our next segment here mm-hmm. we are we're in the winged episode Bring your comments in. If we get them, we will share them. We're in the Absolutely. Wing it episode. That's what this episode is, is the Wing it episode of episode 80 of Catfish, Catfish on Ice. And so Ooh. let's look back at some previous starts for the Preds in recent memory, going all the way back, and see how have they started through the first 15 games in recent memory. That's what I really was looking into today. And it honestly did not make me feel any better about what we were just talking about, which is fool's gold here. So 2019, 20 season, the season that got shortened by the pandemic, the predators started, the predators started nine wins, four losses, two overtime losses. So basically a very similar record to what they are now. Yes. Almost, almost identical.
2: Except for the amount of goals. They had sixty goals that year. They are only at forty-four this year. But it's that's a true. Team. But different. The same. I'm efforts. saying. Yeah.
1: I'm just going by record. Purely record you. in points. Guess you. what the Predators proceeded to do right after that fifteen game mark? They lost uh, six games in a row.
2: Yeah, I remember that was. And and then at Christmas around December, December was bleak, very
1: bleak. I remember that. That and was that actually
2: was, when Victor Arvidsson got hurt around Thanksgiving that was, time.
1: And, yeah, that was also, and that was also when Peter olavi got fired in January. John Hines came up. on board. John yes. Hines was only head coach for around two months before the season got stopped due to COVID-19 and the rest is history. But I'm just saying the Preds opened that season off very hot as well. And not only that, but this is going to really creep you out. Matt Duchesne had almost identical <laughs> point production to start that season as to where he is at now. And we're we're all gushing over Matt Duchesne right now. We are all just, we can't get enough of it. We're like, wow, Matt Duchesne is a whole new person in a Predators uniform. And I'm saying that as well. I'm like, wow, this guy is completely locked in. He can't be stopped. He's playing like a top-line player, like we want him to be, an $8 million player. And guess what? That's literally how his Preds career started. Yeah. His first 15 games in a Predators uniform, Matt yeah. Duchesne had 15 points. I actually forgot about that. You're right. Um, he scored three points in his first game as a National Predator.
2: I remember that, too. I'm not yep. – I'm not – sure, I'm, sure.
1: I'm, I'm totally throwing a dark cloud over this 8-1-1 and streak they're on right now. But Ugh. I speak – I'm trying to speak facts here, and I'm trying to be honest. And so we have to keep things in perspective here, and that's a, a big thing to keep on as far as what you're saying, Rich. You're on the fence about it because yeah. it is just 15 games, and they do keep winning, and they've got us sure. thinking – because the expectations were so low going into the season. Right. This is oh, very yeah, different th- this is very different circumstances from the past where the preds yeah. had high expectations in the preseason. They were yeah. coming off a pre a, a presidents trophy for instance in 2019-20. So that that 15 game start in 2019-20, I mean, you know, it really wasn't that impressive, you know what I'm saying? Right. They had, had they had had a president's trophy two seasons before that. My bad. 2017-18, they won the presidents trophy. And then they lost, yeah. you know, they lost the Winnipeg Jets that season. And so the point is we've seen these good starts in the past, and they and it's not really that impressive. This year, I think it's more impressive because the expectations were already so low coming in.
2: And I think that, that helps a lot because even even us, we were like I would have never dreamed that they were going to be playing as well as they did. But, and and now that we did set those lower expectations, we're actually feeling pretty good about things. So yeah, I just hope that we don't get our expectations like too high right now, because we don't,
1: like you said, we don't know what's going to happen. Absolutely.
2: So, and then,
1: and then let's look at this. The, the season they went to the Stanley cup final, 2016, mm-hmm. 2017 season. That team had to scratch and claw their way to even make the playoffs that year. People forget right. that. And then they started that season 6 wins, 6 losses and two overtime losses for 14 points. So, they're ahead wow. of that pace. Yeah. From that year. Yeah. So it just goes to show you what what happens in the first 15 games <sighs> for better or worse really doesn't tell you how it's going to end up it does. We in, in our power rankings every Thursday we've been talking about the Colorado Avalanche and how we know they're going to figure it out eventually. This isn't their this isn't who they really are. We have to hope that the Preds aren't the flip side of that and that they're going to ground out, and level out and not be as good as what they're showing us right now. We got to hope that doesn't right. happen.
2: Yeah, another another season. I don't know if you have it on your list, but 2018-2019, did you put that one down?
1: 12-3 and 0.
2: 12 3 and 0. Through their and first
1: 15 because the for, the, for the sake of 15 games, because that's how many games we're through right, right now. They right. actually went 13 and 3, did they not, before they lost their next game? I don't
2: remember. I didn't, yeah. I was just looked at the top fifteen. But they got off to was, a really hot
1: start that year.
2: They were. And what I was getting at though is what was the end result. First round loss to Dallas.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So And know. that was the that first round loss to Dallas was kind of the beginning of we've got to tear this thing down. Yep. Absolutely. And and so, yeah, I mean, and you can go back even further and see some good starts, but if you get really far back into the Preds' history, they, you start looking at a team that just wanted to make the playoffs at that point. So any good start was a good start at that point. So you see the fan perspective evolve as -hmm. the team got more and more successful. Of course, when they made that Stanley cup in 2017, that drastically changed everything when it came yeah. to the fans' expectations in this team. So that's why you see the fans come down so hard on David Poyle and the rest of this team is because they don't really care about making the playoffs anymore. And even now, you see the Preds playing so well. They're 8-1-1 and in their last 10, and still there's a lot of fans who are like, I'm not ready to believe in this team just yet.
2: Yeah. I mean, I saw a social media post the other day. I can't remember what the subject was. It might've been on Facebook. I don't remember. So we all, you know, you know how that goes. Um, yeah, but they were like talking, Oh, I think it was talking about, about Rocco Grimaldi maybe. Cause that, cause he actually is playing in Milwaukee now. Um, it said something about why did they do that? Uh, Heinz is trash and Poyle is trash. I'm like, yeah, Hines is like why? Like they're playing good right now. Like save that yeah, or when there, going there are going.
1: I'm telling you, there are people who are never going to like John oh, Hines
2: or or Poyle. I mean, after all he's done, like I understand yeah.
1: the Poyle part way more than the I, Hines part because Poyle's been the only general manager for yeah. this team ever, and so people are just yeah. ready for a change. I can understand that way more yeah, than agree. what I get from Hines. Where I mean. Hines has done everything he can do since he's been here. Yep. All right, so yep. let's let I put a question out there for uh, for Pretz fans on social media. Got a lot of good responses here. I I said which Pretz player has surprised you the most with their play this year? A player that you expected to not bring much of anything of value, but has really been a positive impact. Oh, okay, so this isn't just a player who's playing well. Who you expect already expected to play well. I'm talking about a player who you expected next to nothing from and yeah, all of a sudden they're playing well. Now, pretty much everyone predictably said Matt Duchesne. Yeah. But I think this is a trick question here because Matt Duchesne, I mean, you expected him to be productive. So maybe well, he's maybe he's playing more productive than you expected him to, but that's it right there. Yeah. Yeah. But we expect- he. We should expect
2: him to do well every year, but
1: unfortunately we've been let down. But yeah. We I did guess. we we did get some good responses here. So uh Matt Glenn on Facebook said, Duchene and Johansson. I feel yeah. like Novak is on the cusp of being something Jano is doing exactly what I thought he would do, which is be an all-around good, mostly defensive player. So he he named like four different players and there are a lot of nominations on here that's that's the point of the question is you can name yeah. a lot of different players will Thompson also showed on Facebook also showed a lot of love to Novak said Novak has been playing really well not been lucky in the points department but definitely has made a good impact I totally agree with that yep um we've got um Jeremy Baker said so far the eight million dollars centers are earning their money
2: that uh, is right
0: he's through fitness, right.
1: Hey, through 15 games, you cannot argue with that. Um, let's let's look at some other ones here, real quick. Uh, a lot of duchesne. Duchesne easily wins this this answer here. Pretty much everyone is saying Matt Duchesne. Someone said Ren Pitlick. Okay. Um okay. he's no uh, he's um so sorry, Bill Harmon, but Ren Pitlick's no longer on this team. He was he was from Minnesota. <laughs> he did score a hat trick. Big congrats sure to Ren Pitlick. His first three NHL goals come in hat-trick form. How crazy That's is that? Amazing. Preds North continues to That's be, gotta be a record. electric. That's got to be
2: some kind of record.
1: Should we just go ahead and call the Minnesota Wild, like our farm team? And just, I, was uh,
2: for, I was waiting for them to actually pick up Rocco Grimaldi when they put him should, on. Weaver, should,
1: should we just call it like an, an unofficial affiliation with the Minnesota Wild? We send all of our castaways yep. to Minnesota? I guess. So who's the next player on the Preds who we think might get shipped off? Because he probably (laughs) should go ahead and – he should probably go ahead and book his flight to Minnesota, whoever the next person is on the chopping block. Um, Philip Forsberg? Oh, my
2: gosh. That would be crazy. So
1: so let's go ahead and decide right now that Philip Forsberg's probably going to be traded to Minnesota because that just goes along with the trend that Nashville sends all their castaways to Minnesota. So Philip Forsberg, if you're listening right now, Go ahead and start planning your move to Minnesota. Start looking at property. Start figuring out where you're going to live. Probably. Uh, because uh, it's, it feels that that's what's trending. Okay. I'm glad if you that, brought
2: up. I have a question. I'm glad you brought up Philip Forsberg. Okay. Um, Here's my question They're playing really good right now. Philip Forsberg's not playing. What do you do when he's ready
1: to come back and play? Oh, very good question. What do you I think, think? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, Michael McCarron comes out okay Phil Forsberg goes in obviously right. and but it's still a matter of when does he come back I haven't seen really any updates have you no. when it comes to no, when he's expected back he's still week to week no. for as far as I know I did yep. see Brooks Bratton uh, update the practice lines before they went to Toronto today and he was not seen skating from what yeah. I saw. So I would not expect Philip Forsberg to be back anytime this week. But when he does come back, I think mm. Michael McCarron's the easy player you take yeah. out because he's the one that's pretty much playing because of that. And he's done well. I think Michael yep. McCarron's done well in his time. He's not a Philip Forsberg, at all, of course. But that's what you end up doing. As far as your lines, oh, wow. I mean, yeah, right. I mean what, exactly. do you, what, what do you even do about that?
2: I don't know. I mean, they're playing so good right now. Like with what they have, what,
1: what would you do? What would you do when Phil Forsberg comes back?
2: I don't even know. I, I have no clue. I, I do not envy John Hines having to make that decision. I'm sure what he's gonna do. He's gonna put him obviously back on the first line and move Jano somewhere. But do you? You know, Jano's been playing well, so I, I don't know. I think he kind of deserves to be up there, but. um Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because we got Matthew Olivier in as well. So what do you do with him? Like he took he took very um, true. He took um Jano's spot with uh Sistens and Trennan. So I don't know. You know, maybe maybe Jano needs top six minutes. I mean, to be productive. I mean, you just don't know. I have no clue. We
1: we would definitely expect Michael McCarron to come out first. It depends on who comes back first, Nick Cousins or philip forsberg but i think michael mccarron's probably the first person to head out but you have a tough decision to make with matthew olivier uh but you would expect him to probably come out as well and finds to probably go back to whatever he was using before they both got injured that's the easy thing to predict but we'll see this is episode 80, 80 of catfish on ice we welcome all of our listeners for getting in on the chat on our youtube channel or through twitter uh, on this Monday, non-Preds game day, the Preds are traveling to Toronto to take on the Maple Leafs. They came back for one home game after a six-game road trip. That's got to be rough.
2: It is, I'm sure, tough. But
1: and, and, hey, at least they got the Coyotes, which I don't think they looked particularly that great. But they got the Thanks. win. They took care of business, which, which, which is what a good team is supposed to do when you're playing an inferior opponent. I don't think it was yeah. the prettiest game. I didn't come out of that game feeling like beat my chest or anything, but they did get the win, which is important. So,
2: Well, I will say one thing. I was just looking at the stats. 35 penalty minutes. Had that not been Arizona, they would have lost this game. That's just oh that game best, that game push.
1: started off that game started off so chippy and so sloppy and just ugly. Right. I don't think the coyotes had a shot on goal for like the first what eight or nine minutes, if I remember correctly. Yeah, like
2: something like that. I
1: mean, that's one way that's yeah. one way to protect your goaltender is to just not force them to have to make a save. Yeah.
2: I mean, there was only right, the let Kyle were, Perkins
1: into the episode here.
2: The shots were only like twenty-four to twenty-three. So <laughs> look at that. It's Kyle Perkins.
1: Yeah. That's a whole we lot got of, uh, Kyle uh, Perkins joining yeah. the podcast. We need somebody
2: to make you a song What's like that? blues clues, but it's perks picks. Perks picks perks picks. Oh my god. Wouldn't that be cool? You need that. You know you, what blues keep Clues keep that is. evil off me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> you, you know, yeah, you know, you know that what blues clues is. You got kids.
1: Yeah. So uh Kyle, I can go ahead and tell Kyle. I can go ahead and tell you right now, you don't have to worry about that. Your theme song will not be the blues clues theme song. You uh, are safe. I'm
2: Oh, man. Lindsay says hi, Kyle.
1: Hi, Lindsay. Speaking of (laughs) – Hey, Kyle. I just – yes. I just want to say one thing. The only way you have to worry about your new theme song being the Blue's Clues theme song is if you beat me in fantasy hockey. We'll leave it at that. Oh. Blackmailing you. I'm I'm blackmailing you right now. Hey,
0: now Sidney Crosby came back again. And he got me a whopping negative point, .5 points in what should have been a suspension. Uh, yeah. But.
1: Wait, wait, did, did Crosby not get you any points for that uh, slingshot of a throw he made on that player where he threw the guy into the boards like a rag doll? He, he didn't get you any points for that?
2: I couldn't even believe that. <laughs> That's like they were, they were talking about, they were talking about um, more um not suspending him or anything for Borvieski for hitting that Arizona player with his knee, but Sidney Crosby like slings a dude across the ice into the boards and like,
0: oh, he's fine. Nothing. <laughs> That's ridiculous. You know, you watch fo- you watch a lot of football and you hear a lot about intent to injure. Oh, right. Cros- Crosby's was intent to injure. Borvietsky, yeah, it was a bad hit, but I don't think there was intent to injure. Right. Uh, yeah. I think it then was he- – Go ahead. Poorly timed and everything else. It was just, it was an unfortunate incident. Lindsay, like uh, Lindsay, C- says,
1: C- Lindsay says, Lindsay C- says on the YouTube chat here, what the heck was that from Sid? Yeah. Uh, so here's what I think about it, and I want to see what you guys think as well, uh, Kyle and Rich. Um, Sydney's been dealing with. A, I'm not defending him at all, but Sydney has been like the quote unquote chosen one, almost like we think about LeBron James in the NBA. Very similar career paths. Uh Crosby's been like a target his entire career. He's never been a big time physical, like get out there and fight type of player, almost like Connor McDavid in a way. Connor McDavid shies away from that stuff as well. Because they're superstars. Why get why get mixed up in all that? But Maybe. Crosby, but Crosby had as his career has progressed over the years, Crosby has gotten way more and more defensive and chippy. And like I'm not going to put up with this anymore. I'm going to start pushing back. And I mean, let's look. Let's talk about from a Preds perspective. The 2017 Stanley Cup Final. He's bouncing PK Subban's head on the ice like it's a freaking basketball, and nothing freaking came of it. And he yep. even he accused it of like my glove was stuck in his helmet or something. I couldn't get my glove loose. Like, come on, that's like okay. the weakest excuse I've ever heard. Like, just go ahead and own it and say what you were doing. Like you were getting in on the muck, you were getting in in the dirtiness, the muckiness. It's okay, but Crosby seems to act like he's not that type of player. But he's become more and more like that type of player. He comes off very chippy, very defensive, very like I'm not going to let this, uh, I'm not going to get picked on anymore. Like, and I respect that, but just be who you are, yeah, you know. I, and I want, I, 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 and, I, and I, and I want it to be called evenly. Like I don't care if you're a superstar or not. Yeah. Call it evenly, NHL. That's yeah. all I care about.
2: I think it's uh, he's frustrated, and I know. I think he knows that the window for that team is closed. Uh, if if it's or almost closed, they, yeah. they had a horrible last season. They got bounced out early in the playoffs, and um, I think he's he's just he's probably just
1: frustrated. He's fed Ken, up. He's done with it. He's he's fed up. Fed yeah,
2: go ahead, Rich. You got a, um, a comment
1: here on YouTube.
2: Yeah, uh, Ken Clark on YouTube says seriously, Crosby as insufferable and untouchable as ever. That's true. Very true. He is untouchable. Uh, him and like Patrick Kane, those guys are like golden boys in the NHL. Everybody loves them. Well, the media But that, that's them.
1: what – hey, so that's a very good comment there, Ken Clark. We agree with yes, you. Thanks thank for you. getting in on the YouTube chat here. Um, we invite everyone else to get in on this chat. If you're watching right now, don't be shy. We got Kyle Perkins. We're about to go to Perk's Picks here on episode 80 of Catfish on Ice. Another thing about Sidney Crosby here – so a lot of people, like, we, we, we recognize greatness. Sidney Crosby is, oh, yeah. is one of the greatest players of our generation. There's no disputing yep. that. But then you think about a player like Alex Ovechkin. They've always been rivals, personal rivals of each other. Ovechkin doesn't shy away from physicality his entire career. He, he gets in there. He gets in the dirty areas. He's very much – so that's why people tend to levitate more towards players like that over a player like Crosby – where for most of his career, he was a very – he shied away from contact. He, he has always been protected from as far as not getting called evenly. And so now you're finally seeing him do things like this, and people are frustrated because, first yeah. of all, that's not how you've been most of your career. And now yeah. you want to play this – now you want to play this way, and that's fine if you want to play this way. There's plenty of players who play this way, but call it evenly. That's all I care yeah. about. Call it evenly. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I agree 100%.
1: What do you think about it, Kyle, with uh, the Sidney Crosby thing? Because I think it's a good topic.
0: I think you look at uh, Mr. Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson is Tom Wilson. And yep. he does not care what you think about that. He nope. uh, He's going to go out and do what he does. I can, I do not like the guy, but I can respect that. Yep. You know, I, he's going to come out and he's going to pull some – either very borderline or over the line stuff. And you know, it's going to happen, but he doesn't ever come out and say, try to say that he's not that guy. So, you know, at least I can respect that whenever you've got somebody and another one here lately. And I hate to say it because I like the guy PK Subban's going to hurt somebody.
2: Oh, right. Uh,
0: Yeah. He's on his third slew foot of the year right now. Uh, he, he's gonna hurt somebody and hurt somebody badly. Uh, yeah. uh, we if,
1: and whether yeah. you want to be a he's, whether you want to whether you want to be a rough style player or not, there's no room for that kind of stuff in this league. And so, no. and, and that's why we're upset about Crosby is because he could have. Well, what? Who's the player he even hit? I I, I missed it. Who, I'm who not was even the player? sure I, the Capitals uh, player. I,
0: I read his name and I cannot remember it. He's not a but it, bigger name player. But yeah. either way,
1: it was very much a malicious intent what he did. I mean, and and rock, hockey's a very hockey's a very rough sport. So I'm not trying to come down on Crosby like, oh my God, you should be like, you're such like. I'm not trying to show fake outrage here. Like it's hockey; it gets ugly sometimes. Just I want it to be called evenly. That's all I care about. Yep. All right. So with that to be said, record. we got we got we got Lindsay all up in here. Time to go and cry, friends. I'm going to be a mess. I'm not mentally or emotionally ready for this. Is she talking about Iggy? she's yeah, talking she's about talking Iggy.
0: About.
2: Who is okay. that? I, I know he's in the going in the hall of fame. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm talking about Jerome Ginla. Okay, Jerome okay. Mginla, all right, cool. all right. I'm sorry. Like, I didn't pick up hockey back Jer- until 2018. Jerome,
1: so. Jer- 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 so Jerome Ginla was like Calgary Flames allure. Okay. Like, he is like all, like, he's our Pecorino for them, only oh, he gotcha. is right. a great. One of the best scorers of that generation, goal scorers. So, yes, I totally understand why she's so emotional right now. So, when did he retire? Do you know? Either of you know? I don't know the exact. It's been a
0: while. Before 2018? (laughs) Yes, before 2018. I wonder what I'm doing. (laughs) I want to sneeze. sneeze. I was, didn't know I was, what Kyle uh,
1: was doing. Kyle stopped me in my tracks. I was like, what is he doing right now on the other side of the screen? No, I'm <laughs> trying right. not
0: to sneeze through my microphone. It, uh, it'll be okay.
1: <laughs> all right. So we're talking about we're talking about Jerome Ginla here, though. Okay. Another outstanding great player of the nineties and two, early two thousands. Uh definitely Mount Rushmore of Flames players. I totally I understand why uh Lindsay as a diehard Flames fan is emotional tonight because that's like our pecorine not- for us.
0: He got traded there as a prospect, kind of like Forsberg did. A uh, one-for-one deal, um, and he spent I want to say thirteen seasons in Calgary. Oh wow! And yeah. just absolutely great goal scorer. Just, that's awesome. He was and he was one,
1: franchise good dude. And one of the thing one of the things about Jerome Ginla too. Now that we're getting to it, because we are this is a wing it episode. Yep, we said we, that at the beginning. We're winging it. We don't have a strong outline of what we're talking about tonight sometimes those are the most fun episodes and we don't have a lot going on in the Preds uh circle today there's no there's no game they beat the Coyotes on Saturday big whoop do we really want to run around cheerleading about that no (laughs) but they are eight one and one we talked about it a little bit in their last 10 that's awesome we've we've compared them to previous seasons but really we're winging it tonight so let's talk about Jerome McGinley I mean his stats speak for themselves I mean his all-time stats are like – he was a great goal scorer before the game really started evolving into what it is now. That's what's so impressive mm. to me about Jerome Ginla. He broke into the league in 1996-97 for Calgary, played all 82 games as a rookie at age 19, very similar to what Forsberg did when he was a rookie for the Preds. I'm just saying that right now. But uh, Againla put up 21 goals in his rookie season – and then eventually, he rounded out his NHL career with 625 goals and 1300 career points. Wow! I mean, come on now! I mean, he was doing that during a time in the game when it wasn't necessarily as open, wide open, as easy to score goals as, as it is now. It was a very different league when he broke into it in the late 90s. So, Lindsey, very awesome ceremony for Jerome Ginla, and it's 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 awesome, and he's probably one of the more likable players for most diehard hockey fans even if you're not a fan.
2: i don't think Lindsay's gonna want to be my friend anymore because i didn't know who this guy was and i made fun of matthew to chuck and she's she's probably just is
1: gonna like kick me to the curb well she's also playing you in fantasy hockey this week so oh, i think she's well, I, I think she's i think she's just gonna take it out on you in that way
2: i think so you're probably all gonna. right
1: Without further ado, let's get to Kyle. Let's get to his perks picks. We are always excited to have this every week. We and and Kyle. Full disclosure: Kyle never tells us what his picks are. Uh, At least he does kind of share it with me. A lot of times, I like to go in here without knowing what he's going to say because it just makes it all the more interesting. So, Kyle, let's get let's get started with your perks picks for this week. Well,
2: and this time we didn't know what it was because we forgot (laughs) who. Did you leave it at work? Is that yeah. What you, you left your notes well, at work, right? I,
0: I have I'm a work laptop. laptop. I'm sorry. I have a work laptop, and I was on break, and I was it's like, dry. okay, I'll just type them in on my laptop real quick instead of doing it on my phone. And uh, okay, this is a whole lot easier. And then I didn't email to myself so I could have it at home.
1: And I it was sitting there after supper, and I said, whoopsie. <laughs> Well, this, so, fits perfect. this fits perfect into the theme of the episode, which is the winging yeah. episode. So let's just wing it. We're just hanging out. All right, give all us right. your first uh, pick, Kyle.
0: So right before I came on, I heard y'all talking about all the penalties in the Arizona game. So the uh, first pick is feel shame, uh, as the great Jenny Lemieux said. Uh, 35 minutes against Arizona. The Predators are third in the league with 138 penalties.
1: Wow, Doesn't surprise me at all.
0: The only two worse than the Predators
1: are um, Arizona and Vancouver. Mm, those, not, not, those great, pre- not great company. That's not good company right
0: now. No. Yeah, one of them's getting ready to fire their coach and possibly their GM, and one of them is attempting to have the worst season in the history of the league. Um, They're doing it well, too. They are absolutely succeeding. Um, but... If you do what you did against Arizona, against Toronto, mm-hmm. they are going to eat you alive. I know they're yep. p- uh, they're the hurt. You. Has, their power play hasn't been clicking like normal years this year so far, but if you give them six or seven opportunities, they're going to burn you at least once or twice. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just that, waiting any day now for Mitch
2: Marner to start uh, – getting his uh, game going a little better, and hopefully it's not tomorrow night.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's going to start lighting it up eventually, and yep. you give him that many opportunities, they're going to hurt uh, you. Yep. It's just bar none. you you got to stay out of the box. And a lot of them are really weird, dumb penalties. Uh, mm. Roman Yossi's had two pucks over glass penalties this year.
1: Not that, like him at all. That's just yeah.
0: not normal. Uh, just... Bad discipline penalties at bad times.
1: Uh, stay out of the box. It's pretty yeah.
0: simple. Uh, you win more games when you spend less time on the penalties. Let's let's, let's look is- over
1: these. Uh, I'm looking over all the penalties right now in that Coyotes game. Which I mean, yeah, it's a win, but I mean, I'm not I'm not pulling any stock out of that win. Other than they obviously had – other than the Coyotes are, yes, the Coyotes are legitimately that bad, like horrendous, historically bad. And the Predators do have – still have some good, great players on their team who can overcome um, that type of uh, opponent like the Coyotes. And so that's what saved them. They did not play a great game in that game. It was not that impressive at all just going to list over these penalties. That first period was just a dumpster fire of penalties. (laughs) You had uh, Matthew Olivier fighting. Uh, Big shocker there. Matthew Olivier was like, you know what? I want to get on this fighting here. I see all my buddies getting in all these fights all year. I've been down in Milwaukee hitting all year. I know how to fight, so I'm going to get in a fight. And so that's what he did. Right on schedule, Matthew Olivier gets in a fight. Like not even two minutes into the game. And then Mark Borowiecki gets a a knee against um, a a Coyotes player. Michael McCarron serves it. Uh, Mark Borowiecki gets into a fight. Um, I mean, it just, Dante Fabro gets a tripping penalty in the first period. Then you get to the second period. Tommy Novak gets high sticking. Roman Yossi is tripping. Roman Yossi slashing. I mean, it was just like, it was just, yeah, it was just not a smooth game at all. And the Preds cannot keep playing this way. It's going to eventually nope. come back to haunt them. And they, yeah, their penalty kill looks a little bit better than it's looked in years past, but it's just not sustainable. They got to clean some stuff up. They got to tote that line of being a physical team, but also knowing when to take the right penalties and when to be a smarter team.
0: Yeah, I will say this about the Arizona game. I was scared to death of this game because I was, you know, they had just beaten uh, St. Louis. I was afraid this was going to be the letdown game, kind of like the Chicago oh, game yeah. where they came in absolutely flat. They had played some good games and went into Chicago and laid an egg. Uh, I oh. was really scared they were going to come in and let Arizona beat them. Uh, oh, that was just,
2: horrible. I mean <laughs> and, no how, and how
0: classic preds would that be to come in and let Arizona beat them at home oh, yeah. on a Saturday night after beating St. Louis who they had no business beating.
1: Also also being their first game back home in 6 games where, yeah. where it yeah. looks like fan, where it looks like fans are finally starting to come around and they're like starting to trust this team a little bit and you drop a net you lay a big fat egg against the coyotes and you lose that game it would have been like taking uh, two steps forward to go three steps back with this fan base. So they did get the win. They did take care of business. I don't think it was very pretty or anything, but luckily they were playing the Coyotes, so they still got two points. The real, I mean, let's see what they do against Toronto. Um, before we get to your next pick, uh, Kyle, we do want to uh, talk about Uh, because this is fairly uh, recent news that came out today, and maybe not everyone knows about it yet, but Thursday's game against the Ottawa Senators has been postponed. The Mm -hmm. Ottawa Senators have a massive COVID outbreak going on right now that's quite frankly going to jeopardize the Olympics possibly if this continues to be a trend. Uh, we're not going to get into the whole COVID-19 vaccine debate. That's not what we're here for. That is a very polarizing topic that we are not going to get into. So pick a different forum to get into that argument. But I will say that it is scary if this leaks out to other teams and you start getting into this bad trend of postponing games again. Mm-hmm. It's going to – it's going to jeopardize the Olympic participation for the NHL, which they still have not had to complete. They can still have the power to withdraw from that right now. If they have to, and if they have to use that big stretch in February to make up these games, they're going to choose to do that over participating in the Olympics because they have oh, yeah. to preserve the season. They have to preserve yeah. the season.
0: Yeah. Yep. Let's
1: they're hope that doesn't end. happen, though. Let's hope yeah. that doesn't happen. But So the Preds will not play Ottawa, so they play – Tomorrow night on Tuesday against the Maple Leafs, and then they play Montreal, Montreal, I believe. Yeah. After that. Yep. So on that's the so we next gonna, two games.
2: We were going to have a game to talk about on Thursday, but
1: not now. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll still be here for you.
2: We'll be Catfish here. And
1: I, Catfish and Ice 81. We'll be here. All right. Yeah. Let's get to your next pick, Kyle. All right. So, uh, uh, this
0: this is going to hurt some people's feelings. Um, All right. So we won the Ellis trade already. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was wondering I, where sorry, you're going. I, I, I've told my story on here of how I became became a hockey fan, and it was because of a play that Ryan Ellis did that I was like, "Oh my god!" and mm-hmm. That Ryan Ellis is an amazing player. He's he's done so much for Nashville, for the team, uh, everything. He was a great leader while he was here, but there comes a time when you have to move on, and I think David Paul hit that nail on the head when the time was to move on. I'm pretty sure Ryan this year has played, I think he played four games, got hurt, and then came back and played one game and is hurt again and is now week to week again. Wow. So... I mean, uh, I, I understand people's frustration that glasses in Milwaukee. We've got Cody Glass as a project. He was a you project. got to think of the long game. You've got to you th- you yes. think of the
1: long game here.
0: And then you have uh, Philippe Myers, who came in, and he was hurt at the beginning of the season. That's why he was wearing <laughs> the full cage. He took a puck to the face and was injured. So nope. he wasn't exactly... when the season started. He's came back in after the Carrier injury, and he's played well. He's not popping up on the score sheet, but he's not that guy. You know, uh, everybody's like, well, uh, how are we replacing Ryan Ellis? Alexander Carrier is there to replace Ryan Ellis. Believe Myers is not your replacement for Ryan Ellis. Reach into my choir. He is is not that guy. He's not going to be that guy. He was never thought to be that guy. He is going to be a lockdown stay at home second pairing maybe defenseman most likely third but if you've got that guy that is a lockdown guy that you do not have to worry about anymore that's a good thing to have whenever you've got somebody that's gonna keep that puck out of the net that sorrows can go out and tap on the shoulder and say hey buddy thanks yep
1: that's a great thing to have so it's Go ahead. Go ahead. What we're what we're what we're seeing from this trade is what we're think, What I'm seeing from it is David Poyle was thinking the long game here. Like, all right, I see some injury problems with Ryan Ellis. Yep. I see that his time's coming <laughs> to an end quickly. Maybe, maybe you could have argued at the time of the trade that Ryan Ellis was going to have one more year left in him. To, but David Poyle basically did what everyone wanted him to do, which is rebuild. Oh, well. But you know, I guess it, I guess it. it's not I guess it's not good enough when it's Brian Ellis and and you have to send a, a you have to send a guy to Milwaukee to, to you know newsflash here but sometimes these young players have to go down to the minors and project and and uh and develop. It just doesn't yeah. happen overnight. If you watch hockey enough, you know that they don't just swoop into the NHL and turn into a, a top six player automatically. Like it takes time, yeah. especially when they're as young as yeah. Cody Glass is. And you're mm-hmm. trying to preserve this kid's future here. You're not, you're not trying to bury his confidence and ruin him before he even gets a chance. Like, and so I think being in Milwaukee is good for him. I didn't like it at first, but I'm starting to come around to it. And Philippe Myers, I mean, I, I feel like he's serving his role, his very minor role in this team. And maybe he can get better as well. But yeah, yeah. as of now, unfortunately, because mm. I love Ryan Ellis and I think he's a great classy. Player, he was such an important part of this team for so long. Captain-like material for Ryan Ellis while he was with the Predators. Absolutely, such a classy guy, and I. It's so weird seeing him in a Flyers uniform. I remember, I remember uh, Gritty, the mascot, the weird mascot for uh, the Flyers. (laughs) He put out a social. He put he put out a social media post right before the season started. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking I, about. I do, but it was super cringy. Yep. It was really cringy. Like it's like gritty's like waving at Ellis, and he's like walking into the, like the uh, media room, and Ellis has this look like, please save me, like someone yeah. come rescue me. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, it was it was yeah. super cringy. The like cringe alert way through the roof. So I miss yeah. Ellis. I think he's a good guy. I want him to be healthy. And all that good stuff. But, uh, I, unfortunately, I think Poyle saw that, hey, our time's over with. You have to let go of players you love sometimes. And so he did that. And I feel like the Preds are on the right side of this trade right now. Obviously. Oh, I do too. Well,
0: yeah. since y'all like that one and the wounds already open, let's go ahead and throw a little more salt in it. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Arvidsson trade, the direct <sighs> result of the Arvidsson trade, is Zachary Larue?
2: Oh yeah, because I know where
0: you're... oil traded the picks mm-hmm. uh, to uh, Minnesota. Was it Minnesota uh, he traded to? Uh,
2: that sounds right. I think so. I'll pull it up. I don't
0: remember. But either way, whoever he traded those picks to, Carolina. It was Carolina. We got Carolina's first round pick. Um. Uh he traded those two picks he got for uh, Victor Arvidsson to draft Zachary LaRue in the first round. So as if you're hyped up about LaRue, you kind of have to take that Arvidsson leaving with a little bit of, a little bit of grace. And I'm glad that Arvidsson's doing well out in LA. Uh, I've always really liked the guy. It just, it wasn't fitting for him Mm -hmm. with the Predators. Yeah, we, we,
2: I think we we talked about this before about um obviously i'm not going to put rocco grimaldi on the same pedestal as victor arvidsson but guys like him those faster skaters are just not the team's just not built for for those guys anymore to thrive like they used to it's no it's just not it's just a different kind well, of team and like we hated to see Arvidson go well let's he's, talk about you know, he's awesome so but, you
1: know. i haven't really been following Arvidson lately but he hasn't played since october 30th Oh, really? He's got five. He's got five. He, points. He, he's only played in eight games this year. He has not played since October 30th. I have I'll be honest, I have not been following Victor Arvidsson lately. So I haven't really been tracking his season. Uh we can do some research on why he's been out, but I totally missed it. Uh, but he is uh, he true. is not he he's not been he's not played since October 30th. So ah, wow. uh, so you got two key predators players who we traded over the offseason who are missing significant time right now. Uh, so, yeah.
0: So, I'm having a hard, I'm having that- a
1: hard, it, it's looking like lower body injury, according to Daily Faceoff. So, uh, take that for what it is, but, uh. That could be anything. It said, well, it said, all right, so the latest update here from Daily Faceoff is Arvidson COVID-19 is not expected I, to play Wednesday. Was I a late scratch that. from the lineup on Sunday. This is from, uh, this is from November 3rd, though, so I'm really having a hard time finding anything. So if anyone yeah, knows, if any if anyone has anything on Arvidsson, get in on the chat here because I'm having a hard time finding anything.
2: That's, that's probably right though. It's ten days, isn't it? Yeah, I think the total. Yeah, he's going to be out days. a bit. Yeah, man.
1: So just just hard all the way around
2: there.
0: Yeah. So with those two mentioned, how does that
1: make you feel about Philip Forsberg? Well, we we kind of uh I'm going to let Rich go first, but I will say we mentioned it <laughs> I, we we mentioned it at the beginning of the episode I was being a little facetious with it with my comments here, a little sarcastic, but let's just go ahead and just rip the band-aid off now and trade him to Minnesota and Minnesota can have another yeah. one of our Minnesota can have another one of our castaways.
0: I just I don't know, uh, if he's if he's not willing to play ball at the tra- before the trade le- deadline I think you have to try to
1: get something. All right, uh, but Kyle, Kyle, let me ask you this: Where do you think his value's at right now, though? I mean, I know, I know he was playing well before he left this game. And I know there's a lot of teams that would love to have him, but you got to think his value is sinking a little bit right now.
0: Yes, I would think something in the. What does he make now? Uh, I'm looking at I think he what, makes what? in the sixes what what do um, the
1: predator what what do the predators need to get out of him is i guess my point like i mean what would you what would you be okay with as far as like okay i'm willing to let forsberg go i'm willing to let go of one of our best goal scorers in team history homegrown <laughs> not homegrown player but a player that we brought in as a rookie basically he played his first nhl game in a Preds uniform uh, he's like you know he's been here for so long he's a face of the franchise how? What do we have to get to justify trading him away? I mean,
2: he, he I, uh, six, uh, $6 million is what his contract is.
0: Uh, I would think six by seven, I think, would be a fair contract. With his injury history the last couple years, six by seven.
1: But what would you want out of him in a trade if we do deal him before the deadline? I'm going to go ahead and say right now, I mean – if you're going to trade this guy, you better get a very good return out of him. I don't think you can yeah. just dish him. I don't think you just dish him out just to get rid of him like you did gonna, with – Yeah,
0: fans I think a first that. and a good prospect. A first-round pick oh, is a good I'll take.
1: I'll take a first-round pick and run with it. And I want a first-round pick in this draft.
0: Yeah.
1: I'll raise I, this it draft
0: one. or the next draft. Actually, I would prefer next year. Uh, okay. The 23 draft is even more loaded than the 22. Uh, and, he, and, if he, and
1: like and like you said, Kyle, if you take in another really good prospect, you boost that prospect pool even more. The Preds prospect pool is already starting to get a lot of really good national attention from a lot of top analysts. You get another prospect out of them. I mean, because you're already seeing, like, the Preds are doing decent without him right now. I would still like to have him because the offense is still not exactly where I would like it to be, but –
0: I would love to see him stay, but if he's, you can't let somebody with that much value walk for nothing. Uh, exactly. You know, they were, and they I'm were not, close to doing that with Granlund, and yeah. that would have been bad enough. But I'm Fort not Forsberg letting him walk for nothing. That's a bad look.
1: I'm already yeah. on record as saying this. I don't think Forsberg is going to want to come back. If he if uh, it, ma- if he, if he makes that it, way. if he makes it to free agency next year. Something tells me, and I'm not going off of any type of quotes or insider information, I'm not famous like Elliot Friedman, but I'm just saying, like, I something tells me in the pit of my stomach that he, and I wouldn't blame him for this, but if he reaches the free agency market, he is going to be very tempted to flap his wings somewhere else, thrive somewhere else, chase a Stanley Cup somewhere else. And even if he's not the guy, wherever he goes, like he is here, he might be willing to play a smaller role on a different team, but in the end, these guys are competitors. They want to win Stanley cups. And if he feels like he can't do it here, he's going to go do it elsewhere. And you can't blame him for that either. Yeah. So
0: I'm kind of agreeing. We'll move, I think we'll move on to anything. happier things.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kyle, can you give us some uh, positive stuff here, please? Yeah. yeah. We'll
0: close that wound up. Um, and we'll go on to uh, the new top line that uh, the Predators have been running, and that's Tanner Janot, Ryan Johansson, and uh, Philly Tomasino. Yep. Uh, Ryan Johansson looks like a new man. He uh does. Playing with these young guys. Uh, he did the intermission interview the other day after uh, the goal that he scored where Janot came driving up the outside and – Dished him the pass underneath the goalie across the crease and he just dunked it in. Uh, Johansson was so happy. He was so excited. And I think he was more excited for Jano than he was for himself. He's like, he was uh, saying in his interview, I heard this big horse coming up behind me. And yeah, I, I just, he, he said, so I dished it over to him and he, he dished it back to me. And he was, you could see, you, when Ron Johansson has that little smirky grin on his face, good things are happening. That's mm-hmm. that is the telltale sign of this team is okay. I haven't seen that look on Ryan Johansson's face in a while. Uh, I love seeing him play with the young guys. Uh, I love seeing that they have uh, <laughs> Tomasino on the line with these two big bruisers because that allows him space to operate. Mm-hmm. If, you want to create space, there's not two better guys to put on a line with Tomasino because Ryan Johansson has them long orangutan arms as he calls them. And then <laughs> Jano can make a lot of room with his, uh, his physical presence as well. Those two guys are going to give Phil that space. He needs to do these little silky moves that he is so good at. And can we, uh, so I'm,
1: uh, I think we should give some credit where credit's due to John Hines for, uh, maneuvering this lineup through tricky times, dealing with a lot of young players, having to figure out like, almost like building this complicated puzzle. And we, we've criticized him plenty of times when he rolls out some of these lineups and then it turns out to work out okay. And I just think he's done a really good job so far as far as having to not have an easy go of it when it comes to uh, constructing these four lines. Whereas other head coaches in this league – they know what they want to do. They have their roster. They know who needs to be where. There was not there was no blueprint to how to build this lineup going into this season in my opinion. He had to really work. It was a work in progress. It's been a work in progress mm-hmm. through these 15 games and then somehow he's got this team. What is it? One point out of first place right now. I mean, yep, it's yep. pretty it's pretty amazing stuff even through 15 games. Very good pick, Kyle. What do you uh, got to say Rich about Rich what do you what do you think about it man about this pick
2: No yeah that's that's good um I agree Johansson's playing really well um I was looking up his stats So last season he only had 22 points in 48 games so he's already at nine uh five Whoa. goals already he only had seven last season all last season so Well yeah, 20, I mean, yeah, I, 22 22 like,
1: points 22 points in how many games was it? He said 48.
2: 48, yeah, he was hurt 22 points
1: in 48 games as a build top-line center is absolutely horrendous. So
0: he had nowhere to go but
1: up. So it's really nice to see him training back towards that. He looks comfortable. He looks loose out there. He looks very confident. He looks like he's not carrying anything on him. So that's great. Before Mm -hmm. we move on with the rest of Perk's picks here, We do got to throw a shout out to DraftKings. And, of course, we've got an awesome offer going for you right now as the NHL season is underway and the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets. If either team scores a goal, doesn't matter if it's a one-timer, a clapper, a wrister, a deflection – the Preds like to score a lot of deflection goals. However, they light the lamp. You win, and if the fantasy, if if fan, if uh, the sports betting is not available in your area, you can do the daily fantasy as well, which is also a lot of fun. So go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down one dollar on any NHL game and win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years or older in Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. A minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager is required. One, cu- one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, definitely do that. It's an easy, easy $100 winning uh, bet there. All you got to do is bet on a team to score a goal. And you win $100 in free bets, a $1 bet. Easy, easy win there for you. And we got that promotion going for you all this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app for uh, new users and new new sign-up uh, customers. So, go do that, please, now. Let's get back into Perk's Picks here with Kyle Perkins. So, I hate Christmas music before Thanksgiving, but oh, I had to. What's wrong with you. you might want to talk to Rich about that because he's, he's blaring been, the Christmas
2: music. We've been listening to it for two weeks. What are you talking about?
1: Oh, God.
2: We have our Christmas tree up, Kyle. Our our tree's up already.
1: I've always been. I, I've always a bit, It's fair game after Thanksgiving, but at least make it to Thanksgiving. Yep. That's it's me. It's holly but.
0: jolly around here. Holly jolly, All right, I fair enough. Play. I won't step on your joy, though. You bless your cry, (laughs) Carrie. Don't be be a
1: Scrooge. Don't be a Scrooge.
2: I will not listen to that song
1: in in the the house. (laughs) Well, Rich, you're... Rich Rich is a big musician aficionado. So, Rich, before we move on, let's just get into it. You're forcing us to get into the Christmas spirit here, Rich, so might as well do it. Rich, what's your favorite Christmas song? Um... Christmas
2: time, the Charlie Brown. Okay, Ooh. Charlie Brown, all the Charlie Brown music. Kyle, Christmas
1: Kyle, special. what's your favorite Christmas song?
2: Carol of the Bells. Okay, oh, that's good. That's a good one. Uh, my, but a good uh,
1: version of it. Uh, mine, mine is uh, predictably. Uh, well, I don't even know the name of the song, but it's. Uh, I saw Mama, Mommy kisses yeah, Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite one.
2: There's a very good uh, John Cougar Mellencamp <laughs> version of that.
1: Yeah, that's mine. Okay. Let, let, let. All right. No more Christmas. We're like so far away from Christmas. All right, Kyle, go okay.
0: ahead. Okay, so my next pick is do you see what I see? And uh, UC Soros, everybody talked last year about how his, uh, his save percentage was not sustainable. His performance was not a sustainable performance. Well, at this point in the season this year, he has a point nine two seven save percentage, which is – identical to last Mm. year what he finished with he finished with a 927 last year the only difference is this year he has a 2.17 goals against average last year he had a 2.28 goals against average so when you get down to it UC Saros is having a better year this year so far to this point than he had last year that kid is on one uh, he's, he's just on another level. Um, he, he's for his size. It's, I know everybody talks about his size all the time. He is ridiculously good. And especially when he's at a disadvantage and it's just astounding to watch him work. Uh, there's just not a lot of goals that got that get by him that shouldn't, if he gets beat, chances are it's one of those tip your hat to him. You got – there was much a defense, you could do on it.
1: Or or it's a defensive breakdown. Like, it's a really bad defensive yes. breakdown. Yeah, he had Most no chance on it or
0: something like that. Uh, it's not goalie error the majority of times that one gets past him.
2: Right. I've only seen a couple so far this season that he would want back that I can think of. But the rest of them, like you said, definitely not his fault. <clears throat>
1: For sure, so. um, I'm looking. Uh, he's also starting to really run out into, into form when it comes to uh, uh, goalie saves above expected per sixty, uh, according to Jay Fresh and uh, his analytics. Uh, Soros has moved into around the uh, middle part of the league, and the way the season started and the way the Preds started, uh, he was way back down there, and he's finally starting to climb his way back up into a positive. Uh, part. Uh, UC Saros is kind of ranked up there with uh, Connor Hellebuck, and he's up there with uh, Jordan Bennington. Uh, So he's up there around like your normal goaltenders that you expect him to be with. So he's right up there in the positive territory when it comes to uh, goals saved above expected per 60, which is basically just rating how well is he playing based off of every all the situations around him that he really can't control.
0: Absolutely. He's, he's just doing everything that you need to do. It's, it's like I said, it's just fun to watch him do his job. I, th- yeah. I think we can and all he does it so well. He does.
1: I think, I think we can all agree that if the Preds fall short this season, it's not going to be because of UC Soros.
2: No,
0: no, you can't blame him for it. That's for certain. So moving on to our final pick, our uh-huh. number one this week, and it's also a number, and that is the Sweet 16. All right. Predators have three players in the top 25 in scoring, and they all have 16 points. And uh, I like or it. They all have 16 points, sorry. Um, and that's Yeroman Yossi, Mikhail Granlin, and Matt Duchesne. And now they're going about these in a little bit different ways when it goes from one to the other. Uh, we'll start off with Duchesne. Duchesne scored nine goals and seven assists, five goals in the last five games. He's on fire. He is absolutely killing it. Uh, the guy has has made this move over to wing, and I don't think he goes back to center at this point. No. Uh, I don't think there's a reason to, and it, this goes for the same for Granlin. Mikhail Granlund looks like the best playmaking center in hockey right now. That isn't on the Oilers. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he he's just he's making everybody around him look better. He's you don't think about it a lot because he's not scoring the goals. He's only got three goals, but thirteen assists. You're doing some Sidney Crosby like dishing out there if you're getting 13 assists this early in the season i'm not saying he's Sidney crosby not saying that at all but he's playing really good hockey and making his team better uh yep. going back to dushane real quick i've actually heard a couple of people mentioning Duchesne maybe making the canadian olympic team
2: oh uh, that would be really cool i that, think i heard that, that as well that, yeah that With- would
1: be talk about a, a dramatic change of events if he somehow makes the Canadian team.
0: To go from not even protected in the expansion draft to <sighs> potentially making the Canadian team, that would be a heck of a turnaround for a guy. That would and I love to see, I love to see it. It's awesome. It's I'm so happy yeah. for him that he finally got over the snake bit thing and it seems like he finally stopped yeah, I, I'm a country boy. I, I'm from out in the sticks, and you know, you hear the old timers talk about mules, and they'll fight against the bit, uh, yep. which is the goes in their mouth. He's stopped fighting against the bit. He's mm-hmm. playing to the system. He's he's playing within the system, and now the system is
1: working for him. And, he, and you've heard Duchesne, uh quoted as saying. Uh, to the media saying, like, look, we're having fun this year. Yep. We, we yep. never get too low. Like, even if we fall behind, we don't, uh, we don't get too far down. Uh, and you see that in his game. Like, you totally yep. see it. It's right there for the eye test. You can see him playing a much more loose uh, game, and he just looks comfortable. Whereas last season, it, a lot of times he was pressing. Like, he was trying almost too hard. And so you're seeing that, and it's it's finally working out for him. He's getting a little bit of a uh, luck, bouncing his way as well. And it's just it's working out for him. You got to hope he can sustain it. Because Kyle, I shared this stat. I'm sure you know about it. His first 15 games in a Preds uniform oh, yeah. are very similar to his numbers this year. I'm not trying to be a dark cloud. I'm just stating a fact here. Let's 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 just hope that he can continue it this time. Because I remember when he his first few games in a Preds uniform, people could not get enough of it. They were like, "Oh my!" He oh, scored yeah. three po- He scored three points in his first NHL game with the Preds. So it's yep. like he he shot off like a rocket his first season, and then he went on this disappearing act. Let's make sure that he's not going to go back to his old form. But something tells me he's not because he does have a different mindset.
0: See, the one thing that really. Uh shows me the difference in his game this year to last year. Uh, Rich and my favorite Matt Duchesne move to go yep. behind the net and get pinched. Yep. I figured out what he's doing to prevent that from happening. He's shooting the puck instead of taking it behind the net. Yep. He's, he is firing the puck more. He is yep. simply taking more shots. What did he do in Colorado and uh, Ottawa whenever he was successful? Uh, and Columbus, when he was successful, uh he fired the puck, and that's yep. how he did well. <clears throat> so
2: yeah, he's I think what like you said, him going behind the net, that's a center move. He's trying to look for somebody to dish it to and he can't he just needs to shoot it now but I think that's what he's got in his mind and that's what uh has mm, has definitely helped yep. him he, he's his definitely
1: his rate of shots per game is definitely way ahead of his uh his career pace. Yeah. So he's definitely shooting the puck more than Mm -hmm. what he's done in his career, which is just – I mean, it's obvious when you see him play right now. And then you brought up Mikael Grandland, uh, uh, Kyle. Uh, So you've got your assist leaders right now going into Monday's action, which there's only two games tonight. You've got Connor McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins tied for the league league with 17 points. You've got Ryan Getzlov. Talk about – I mean, I don't like the guy at all. But talk about a resurgence of a career, the fact that he's still – because he was damaged goods over the offseason. No one was – everyone was like, don't touch Ryan Getzloff. He's over the hill. He's done. Well, he's got 16 points this year. You got (laughs) Leon Dry. How about you got three Oilers players who are in the top two in assists right now uh, with Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, and Dreisaitl. And then you've got Ovechkin with 14 assists, showing that he's still got an all-around game to him. Um, you've got Evenny Kuznetsov, who I don't know a lot about, but he's got 14 points. Kuznetsov is good. Kuznetsov, yeah. Thank you for pronouncing that right for me. And then you you've, got me? Rob- <laughs> you've got you've uh, got Robert Thomas for the Blues with 14. So you got Granlund right behind that group of players with 13 mm-hmm. assists. So he's right there. He's he's doing yeah. what we hoped we were getting out of it when we traded for him and sets off our beloved Kevin Fiala
0: yeah uh, and it's it's sad I mentioned it earlier Peter LaVielle, Peter Laviolette uh, just about ruined Grandlin when he mm-hmm. came here uh, yeah. it, it, he was a broke he was broken goods when
1: John Hines showed up
0: and yeah. since then he's become this yes he,
1: he thrives under John Hines he sure it's, does it's, and
0: it's, it's obvious. Uh, it's pretty ridiculous, really. Um, and our last one, uh, for me anyways, is uh, Yosi. Roman Yosi looks like a Norris Trophy winning defenseman. Absolutely, he, he does. They asked him how he felt this year compared to his uh, Norris season, and he said he felt like he was playing his best hockey he's ever played. And I would tend to agree. He's got six goals, 10 assists, four power play goals. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but the one that he uh, got the other night, that was one of the hardest shots I think I've seen come from a Predators defenseman since uh, Shea left. Yeah. That That uh, was an absolute can. That
2: one-timer that went, yes, that was beautiful.
0: It shocked me whenever it's just – I would like to see the mile per hour off of that one because that was a boomer and Yossi's playing good defense. He's setting up the offense and he is generally the best skater on the ice whenever he's out there.
1: I'm probably going to get some pushback for this, but I actually think he's playing like a, League MVP right now, and I'm not saying he's an MVP over McDavid. That's that you might as well just go ahead and pencil that award in for McDavid every year right now. But <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and and there and there's other players out there mm-hmm. that I would maybe slot against Yossi. I'm not saying he's going to win MVP or anything like that, but he is definitely playing like an MVP caliber player, and not just a Norris Trophy player because he is so important to this Preds team. You pluck Yossi off this Preds team, I'm sorry. They are a – they're flirting with uh, the Coyotes and with the Blackhawks and and those teams in the division right now. They, they, they would not even be close. He does so much for this team defensively, offensively, as a captain, as a leader. Uh, mm-hmm. he, the Preds would have to change how they do everything if Yossi was not on that team. And that's the definition of an MVP is how valuable you are to your team I'm sorry. If Connor McDavid wasn't on the Oilers, I still think they'd be a playoff team. They wouldn't be as good, obviously, and I do think he's still going to win the MVP and should be an MVP. I'm just saying, Yossi is absolutely fits the bill of being a top type of MVP status player based on what he does for the Predators.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, he's he's the heart and soul of the team, uh, yeah. especially without Pekka. Uh, Yos is the guy. He's He's not the screaming, yelling captain, but you can kind of tell that everybody looks to him. Whenever Yosi gets that mad look on his face, that team's playing mad because every mm-hmm. one of them's looked at him and seen that hey, Yosi's ticked off. We should all be ticked off too. Yeah. Uh, I agree. <clears throat> so it's it's
2: good to see him get back on. Like he had a really good season last year, but it didn't seem like it was what we were used to seeing. And well, it's good to see him get back on uh, get back on
0: track. A down season for Yosi is exactly. a good season for a lot of defensemen. Yep. absolutely. Just not what I, we were used to seeing.
1: I, um, I mean, there's a lot of great defensemen right now. So I'm not saying he's going to win the Norris Trophy this year. Uh, I'll be shocked if he's not at least a nominee or candidate, top three finalist, uh, the way he's playing right now. But I mean, you got some yep. great defensemen out there. I mean, Adam Fox absolutely. for the Rangers. Is arguably the best defenseman in the game right now, but uh, but Yosi's right there. So, uh, uh, those are some awesome picks right there, Kyle. That's yeah. been a that's been uh, this week's edition of Perks Picks with Kyle Perkins. We have been winging it all episode for episode eighty gotta, as the Preds have a night off.
2: We got to check Go in ahead. with Lindsay real quick. Lindsay's back on Facebook or on a Facebook, <laughs> YouTube. Just real quick, she said her favorite Christmas song is "Where Are You, Christmas." Oh, sure.
0: I like that song. Yeah. It's from Actually, uh, who did it? I don't I It don't know. is from
1: uh the Grinch.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Cindy there you Lou go.
1: who sings it. We yeah, got another go. we got another question from Lindsay. Is there any idea when the outdoor game, the stadium series jersey will be revealed for Nashville? I have not heard any official announcement. Nope. You gotta think it's coming soon though. I and think so. I cannot I wait to see that jersey. I you know what? You know what's crazy about this whole jersey concept thing is when the when the Winter Classic jersey came out, I was not a big fan of it. I was like, uh, but then I was like, okay, they, they they're they're paying homage to the Dixie Flyers, and it grew oh, on me. It. The reverse retro again, I was like, it could have been better. I would have liked the navy blue more, but it grew on me, and now I love the reverse retro. So I'm. I'm really curious to see what direction they go with the Stadium Series jersey. Will yep. they go the navy blue? You see, you see all these uh got these people on social media who come up with these cool designs for jerseys, and they, oh, yeah. I mean, they're so they're so freaking cool. And you've seen so many cool Preds concepts where it's the navy blue, and I would yep. really love for them to go that route, kind of like. And you're playing in the Titan stadium. So why yeah. not kind of like tie it in with uh, Titans Navy blue oh, yeah. and, and have fun with it there? That's what I'm hoping yeah. to
0: see. If you look at all the gear and the hats and the shirts that they've released for it, they're all Navy. Oh, well. Uh, so
2: there you go. But I uh, I don't well, know,
1: but I don't know exactly um, when they'll announce the it. But I, and of yeah. course they're playing Tampa Bay who also has um, – the Navy blue in their uniform color. So I just don't know yeah. how that's going to work there. It'd be Your very interesting. Released theirs. They did release theirs.
0: Yeah. Tampa released theirs a while. Oh, I, I didn't see, that. I didn't, I see that, that. I didn't see that either. I didn't see that either. Lindsay, and
2: then- Lindsay said she wants a Janot Jersey when she, when they come out. And then um, we mentioned uh, Justin Gambino's in here and we mentioned Pecorino and he gave us a bunch of crying, smiley faces. So <laughs> That's how yeah. we feel too, man. Anytime is right brought up, we're right there with you. We're
1: right there with you, Justin, on that one for sure. Um, we can't wait for that uh, Jersey uh, retirement ceremony at Bridgestone for sure. Uh, all right, before we re- round out episode 80, this is Chad Mitten with Rich Howe and Kyle Perkins. As we've been winging it all episode, it's been a lot of fun. I've had a lot of right. fun tonight. Yep. And before we wrap it up, Let's update everyone on our fantasy hockey league right now. Oh. The Catfish on Ice <laughs> Podcast Fantasy Hockey League. We've already had some people comment on the YouTube stream who are in the league. Justin Gambino's in it. Lindsay's yep. in the league. Uh, our guy Kyle he Perkins with us right now is in the league as well. So we've got a lot of tie-ins here. And let's update how we're, how we're doing here. I got a big win this week without yes, my guys. Doing. I still got a win. Still figured it out. I'm coming around to it. Mikel Granlund. Thank you. I picked you up in fantasy. You did not let me down. My guy, Rob Reese, at NHL.com fantasy editor, came on the podcast. He told me to drop Jamie Benn, and he said, you need to go look for other types of players. And he slightly mentioned either Granland or Duchesne, but I don't think Duchesne was available. So you know what? I said, I'm going to drop Jamie Benn, and I'm going to pick up Mikael Granland. And Granland got me four assists in his first game for my team. Thank you, Rob Reese, for that. You're welcome on the podcast every episode for the duration of this fantasy season, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but, he, but either way, he got me a big win. Uh let's look at the league here. I'm in uh let's see. We still got Matt Hardesty just crushing everybody. The guy's mm-hmm. got listen to this. He's five and zero, and he's got four hundred more points than everyone else in the league.
2: Yep. Yeah. I mean,
1: we have no chance. Like. He's no. just, and it's and when you look at his team on paper. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's, it's, he's got Yossi, he's got Marchand, he's got Bergeron, he's go got right Pasternak. There. There he's got, go. he's, he, he's heavy. He's got, he's heavy on the Boston Bruins players.
2: Hey, Amen.
0: That's a good line, but, but he's crushing everybody right
1: now. Kyle, Kyle, I think you're in second place right now, Kyle.
0: I just noticed that. And that's why I've got this little stupid grin on
1: my face. <laughs> You Um, didn't even know it?
0: No, I had no clue. Yeah, so
1: so tiebreaker between the records is how many points you have, which is probably going to be the downfall for me because I do not have that many points. I'm just figuring out ways to win. But, uh, yeah, so Kyle's in second place. You got Lindsey and Rich playing each other this week. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch there. Uh, So Rich's team – so Rich's team is Zachary LaRue flips off a of Who. And he is uh he is uh Rich, have you lost three games in a row this in the fantasy league? I feel like you haven't won in a while. Um,
2: I think it's two in a row. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. And then we've got
1: we've got in Lindsay. Rough. Lindsay's team's looking good. And then uh yeah, this league's been a lot of fun. We've got uh, let's see, third place, I believe, is the Juicers, which is let's see who the Juicers is. The juicers is Justin Gambino who just got in on the chat. Uh, he's in third place, so he's doing really good. He's got Nathan McKinnon oh, on his team. He's got uh, Kyle Connor who's just crushing it right now for for. He's got Adam Fox for his defense. Uh, he's got a really good looking team as well. And he then said it's let's see. Be
2: a rough week for him though. Justin did. He uh, said it's well, gonna be a rough week for me. You're in third, well, man.
1: Well, well, the thing about fantasy hockey is, I mean, you've got to check every day. Like you oh, really yeah. have to. You Multiple have. You times. can. <laughs> if you forget to check your roster for a day, you can yep. end up leaving someone on your bench. You can like end up starting a goaltender, uh, leaving a goaltender on your bench. Like you really do have to check it every day. It's 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 a really out of all the fantasy sports, it's really hard. We've got in fourth place, Osei, Ken, Yose, which is Max Ritz who is our guy from the squad cast Uh, he's in fourth place. So yeah, it's been a really fun league Uh, having a blast. And remember, as long as it's not me or rich top, top guy, top player gets a $50 Amazon gift card and also gets a catfish on ice merchandise item of their choice. So that's going to be fun to see as well. See who gets that.
2: So yeah, do you do you remember earlier when I was saying um Lindsay might not want to be my friend because I've made fun of Matthew T. Chuck and, and all that? So just on YouTube, I said that I had this is two two losses I've had uh the past two weeks. She said, third loss this week, Rich. She's she's calling me out. She's gonna beat me this week, she says. Um, you probably are gonna do that. Um, I'm not very good at this, but we'll see. I'm gonna maybe I'll just start doing some more research and do a little more, put a little more into it and see what I can pull out. So we'll see. We'll see what happens.
1: Uh, Yeah, you might have to do some work with your roster, Rich. It it looks like you're
2: uh, – We're pretty close. Like if you look at the projection right now, we're pretty close.
1: But Hey, Rich, uh, Alex Ovechkin can only take you so far. That's all I'm going to say.
2: Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. (laughs) Hey, I got six points off of a defenseman Rich.
1: And, okay. Rich, why are, you carrying four, why are you carrying four goaltenders on your roster?
2: Like, I don't know. You
1: need to drop well, what, one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you – Rich, I'm going to give you free fantasy advice because I love you. Please drop one of your <laughs> goaltenders. You do not need to have four goaltenders on your one roster. One of them's hurt. One of them's not injured. <laughs> hey, right. you
0: got to use those injured reserve spots strategically. Here, dude. All right. See, you I do. don't know what I'm doing. I, I said I don't know what I'm doing. I have on IR – I have Bowen Byram, I have Carrie Price, and Patrick Liney on my team
1: on IR, just sitting there chilling. Waiting well, it it's it, back. it's yeah. very smart that you have Patrick Patrick Laine on there because he's going to tear it up when he comes back. So oh, yeah. that's good.
2: So you can right. see why I don't gamble, right? You can tell now why wow. I don't gamble because I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway,
1: it's just well, fun. Rich, no fun. matter what rich no matter where you finish i'll send you another catfish on ice hat since you don't wear any hats anyway so. how about that
2: yeah all right That's cool
1: all right it's been a lot of fun this has been episode yeah. 80 with admitting rich howe and kyle perkins it's been a lot of fun we can't wait to bring you another episode of week it'll be thursday we appreciate all of you for getting in on the uh, youtube channel chat for uh following the podcast every day on social media at catfish ice on twitter on facebook on instagram again on youtube go subscribe to the channel if you haven't already we really greatly appreciate that we love bringing the podcast to you so much fun go national predators we are streaking we're having a good time let's hope it continues until then everyone stay safe and have a great week we will see you on thursday for a brand new episode you mm-hmm.